an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, as we welcome you back. Great job, Brock Vereen. Good job with the big guy in booking. That kid's going to be a star. Really enjoyed talking to him as we say hi. It's Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, the aforementioned. And it's a Wednesday on Sharp Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. That means legend, professional handicapper Scott Spritzer, DocSports.com, DOCSports.com. Check him out at Scott Wins with two T's on Twitter. And he joins us now. Not happy, not happy <laughs> with Becky Hammond. Yeah, not we, happy with the in-game adjustments with the Aces. <laughs> not happy overall. Would you like to lament? Well, first of all, I want to say I wasn't called Legend on Twitter this morning. I was called a few other names. <laughs> um, but having said that, and there were some legendary you know, insults, but I wasn't uh, a legend. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah, we praised her so much last week. And listen, I'm not any less excited about the future of Becky Hammond and what she could possibly do in the NBA uh, but, boy, that team last night again. And they got clocked by 38 by New York about 10, 11 days ago in New York. So they come home playing for the Commissioner's Cup last night, the Aces. And they're leading by two at the half despite not shooting well. And they got down in the third quarter. They panicked. They abandoned their game plan, and they never got it back. And I think they shot, if I recall correctly, 5 of 26 from the three-point line. And uh, it was just all downhill after that. So they get another chance tomorrow. Will the mall's money be on it? I'm not sure yet. Will my money be on it? Maybe a first half play because they've been okay the, the last two games of the first half. It's just after halftime, they've collapsed the last two times. I'm going to tell you right now, I would definitively be on the aces. They got beat by 19 last night. They got beat by 38 last time. Previous to that, uh, I like this in a double revenge spot here. Still the prohibitive favorite to win the WNBA title. Look, I know, Patrick, a lot of people don't follow the WNBA, but if you've ever followed women's college basketball, so many of these spreads, they can't quantify in terms of betting numbers, and that's why you see some of these lopsided wins. You know, when they were playing last week, uh, Scott, on that Sunday, they were like, the Aces were like plus 24 going into the fourth quarter. I'm like, they're not playing anybody. They get beat right. by almost 40 in that game. I, I think the WNBA, if you follow it closely enough, it's a really good sport to bet. For people that have been doing it a long time, we've talked about this with Fezzik, you can't get down as much, maybe as much money as you would like to in certain other sports, but Patrick, still a very profitable option. 
hundred percent. We, I don't know if you heard it. I'm sure you didn't, but about an hour ago, I did like a five minute rant, just jocking you talking about what a great person you were and talking about what a great handicapper you were and, you know, leaving Nebraska. Me, Dustin, who are you talking about? No, <laughs> you, <kidding>. Spritzer. <laughs> leaving <kidding>. Nebraska <laughs> as an 18, 19 year old for the big city of Las Vegas, which, by the way, was much smaller back then. It doesn't yeah. resemble what it looks like now. Um, I bring it up to say this like, it, you're, regardless of vocation, you know, you have to have the right qualities, you have to have the right attributes to succeed, the right temperament. And gambling's no different than becoming a, you know, I don't know, a sports reporter, a teacher, a fireman, whatever it is. Like you have, like those that have the right attributes and the right qualities will thrive. I know I've asked you this question in the past, but new listeners all the time. What would you say lends itself to your sustained success for thirty plus years as far as attributes and qualities? Everyone I know that I've been in this, and there's not a whole bunch that have been in this since, let's say, I got into it. I was working behind the scenes at National Sports Services at the age of 22. August 8th, 1989, I got hired by them. And it was about five years later when I landed, five, six years later when I started doing the TV show on USA Network. Um, But the guys that are left from that era, which includes guys like Mark Lawrence, um, you know, Dave Koken, those kind of guys, the one thing they do is put in the time. I mean, there's not a day that goes by if there's games on the schedule where I don't flip the computer on at uh, 10 o'clock at night and jump into those games. And those are the guys who remain. Also, I, I think you got to, you got to talk about the wins and the losses to gain people's trust. And I know a lot of people will say, uh, you know, well, you sell picks, you're a bad guy. They, they've turned the word tout into a bad word, into a negative. And I'm like betting and selling picks is not mutually exclusive. You can do both. And so everybody from that area era that I know that has lasted has done it because of hard work, man. We've taken our lumps. You know, we've had bad runs. I mean, I don't get a salary. They, those guys don't get a salary. So when you win or you lose, you have to be able to pick yourself up. It is really hard if you had a bad day, a bad week, a bad three weeks to sit down at night in front of your computer and say, I'm going to do this all over again and try to beat the spread uh, the next day and beat the books. So it's all about being able to compartmentalize those kind of days and those kind of weeks and just stay busy and, and don't, I mean, it's so, it would be so easy to turn off the lights and go to sleep after you lose or to not wake up early if you're an early morning guy and just say, screw it. I'm going to go lay in the pool or something like that. That's so easy. But if you want to be around for a while, you just got to keep plugging away. And, and I've grown to the point, And I think everybody that I've known who's lasted also, Patrick, grown to that point, I guess, of sports betting maturity or handicapping maturity that you know you're going to take some hits along the way and it still stinks and you still feel like crap at the end of the day. Uh, But you get back on your horse and you got to put that stuff behind you. So if you have the ability to put bad things behind you, not get too hyped on yourself when you go on a nice run and think that all of a sudden you found the secret sauce – uh, then I think that helps a lot. But again, it's all about work. I probably work 355 out of 365 days a year. You know, take off a few days for the All-Star break, maybe a day or two around Christmas when the NBA is not playing or the NFL. That's it. You know, you go on the road, you take a computer with you. And uh, I got to tell you, when it becomes to a point, like for me, I, I took like three or four days off in a row where I didn't even touch the computer during the All-Star break, Major League Baseball All-Star break. I was jonesing for games by night number two. I'm like, what am I doing? I mean, I was on vacation, and I'm still going, I still need to see some lines and some point spreads and all that kind of stuff at the end of the night. So it's got to be part of your – it's a lifestyle. It really is. 
you know, that's a good way of putting it. I'm sorry. I'm all just yeah. to quickly say it's a, it's a lifestyle, but it's also a unique lifestyle. I, I was discussing, you know, early gambling internet. We're not talking Twitter. I'm talking 2000, 2001, 2002, you, Mr. Koken, Mr. Lawrence, there are others. Remember, there were plenty of names back then that were prevalent that haven't lasted. And I'm not putting them down. Sure. You're just a name that has lasted, Koken and Lawrence. And there's a few others that have kind of, you know, stood the test. A lot of that has to do, Amal and, you know, Scott, if you're a day trader at home and you have a bad day, the one person that's coming down on you is yourself. Yep. Part of your job, you have clients. It's not just about losing your own money because you bet your own money as well, but it's also constantly, whether right or wrong, taking you know negative hits from people, specifically when there's such a relationship with money. People have such unique relationships with money, and when they lose it, they can be erratic. And that's yeah. a, that's it's hard to deal, I would imagine, with the personalities and temperaments of others as well. I don't get hit with those as much as I used to. I mean, like losing a big play last night on the uh, on the Aces and the way they lost. You know, you hate seeing a team get blasted uh, when you're on them like they did in the second half. But when you lose those kind of games, it used to, I mean, I would probably get, gosh, 150 rips by trolls 10 years ago on Twitter. And now it's, you know, a handful. And I just look at it and I'm like, you know, there's a whole lot of trolls out there. At least be, at least be original. <laughs> and, and make me laugh because I'm going to tell you right now if you make me laugh I'm keeping you up there even if you rip me but if you're the same old boring oh you're you know full of crap and blah 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 yeah sorry you're gone I you know it's it's funny people are always the keyboard warriors as we like to say but you know, we talked about this earlier I said discipline is probably one of the key components sure. of being successful at this what are some other terms or something you would use to describe to be able to sustain this long term you know, staying away from hitting the bars is a good way to do it. Um, you do have the, the big D, discipline, and that includes everything I talked about yeah. in that one word. That's the best word to use. Uh, you got to know when it's time to work. And the guys that I know that came along and maybe had a big run for a couple of years, three, four years, 20 years ago, and then didn't last, it's because they just, you know, it's a grind. Yeah. I had a good friend of mine who was very good in this business. He was excellent. And he was a very good handicapper. He had this like sense of, I mean, the guy could almost tell you when lines were off without even, you know, looking at a game, whatever else. He was really good at what he did. He got beat up one season in football, I'm going to say around 97, 98. And what happened was, is he, he, he just couldn't stomach it anymore. You know, betting his own play still, but couldn't have clients because that's the hard thing too. When you, if I would have lost last night's game and it was just a bet for me and that was it. No problem. You know what? You look at it, you go, hey, it was a great spot. It didn't come through. Move on to tomorrow. When you know right. you've got a bunch of clients on it, you're like, darn it, man. And your stomach yeah. gets upset. You, you get a little headache. You're really feeling bad for them losing the money. But I had a, a buddy who actually opened up a tanning salon because he, he just couldn't stomach the handicapping business anymore, the betting business. Still went on and made his own plays, but he doesn't stomach the losses as badly as he did when he, was, when he had a clientele. So I think you have to just be able to get past that. And you know, I can tell you a funny story. I remember it was like, I got married in 2000. I'm going to say it was the following January, 2001, during college basketball season. And guys, I had one of those runs where you find every possible way to lose for about 10 straight days. And I remember there was one game, UCLA, I believe, was playing Missouri, and it was like January of, of, uh, of 2001. And I was getting like four or five points. There's about 10 minutes to go to the game, and I'm up 15. So I'm up 20, 21 mm. points with the spread. I get on my treadmill and I see that that and I'm on a bad losing streak at the time. It had been about a good eight to ten days. And again, overtimes, double whatever, I would lose. I'm on my treadmill 
and I'm going, you know, 90 miles an hour on the treadmill, and I got the TV in front of the treadmill in one of my house, uh, one of my rooms in my house, and I'm watching that lead just fall apart. And I know what's coming. I'm in the middle of a funk, and I know what's coming. And that underdog of five is leading by 15 outright with 10 minutes to go. It's a 10-point lead. It's a seven-point lead. Oh, six straight missed free throws. Great. You know, all this kind of stuff. It's a two-point lead. And it went to overtime, and I lost by, like, six or seven. I, I actually remember like hitting a treadmill with my fist and flying off the back end of it into the wall behind me <laughs> is basically what happened. Well, my wife happened to be looking in the room as this was happening and busted out laughing at me. And then she went downstairs and she doesn't say a word. And I'm just sitting there going, all right, that's gotta be it. Take me to my favorite Japanese place, wife. I'm going to order about a 90 ounce uh, Sapporo. <laughs> and about 20 pieces of sashimi, and we're going to get rid of this funk. I had, I, you know, I mean, that's the way it goes sometimes. So I don't get that carried away anymore, Patrick and guys, but it, it's tough sometimes. You've got to be able to compartmentalize all that stuff. There is nothing that will humble you like getting tossed from a treadmill <laughs> and your wife laughing at you about it to make you realize, all right, it's not that serious. Things will turn around. Great stuff from Scott Spritzer to start. We continue. Doc Sports and Scott wins. We're back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. On, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on 
VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it's football season, and bettors know this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and NFL guides. Only VSIN subscribers get the tools, the prep for college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profu- profiles, pardon me, of every team, advanced stats, power ratings. Now, here's the deal you can sign up for $199. Remember when you do that. So, for example, uh, Dustin's got plays, Amal's got plays, Samich. Uh, when Scott Sprites or professional handicapper gives us plays, we send out free picks or picks when you become a subscriber every single day. So when you sign up for $199 through the Super Bowl, you get the guides, you get the tools, and you get the picks. Or you can join us for as low as 19 bucks right now for the first month and see if you want to continue. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sprites or joins DocSports, DOCSports.com to check out the plays. Scott wins on Twitter. Be nice. Amal Shaw, of course, I'm Patrick Maher, and of course, Dustin Sweetelson. You know, you were talking about some of the legends being in town, and what I'm curious here, and I promise we'll get to the plays, and I want to ask you about the UNLV football program here in just a bit. Your whole tenure in Vegas, there was a shadow, and that shadow is the sharpest dude on the planet. He's now starting to talk a little bit. You've heard of him. His name's Billy Walters. He wrote a book, which is coming out next week. I'll give him a free pop. Also, he sat down with our very own Brent Musburger. That is going to air next Tuesday here on VSIN, and he is talking. When I assure you, you're not going to want to miss this. But he was almost that mythic figure, right? I would imagine you can speak on this. Like, First off, he's kind of like messy. Nobody is better at what they do, like Billy Walters at his profession, like Messi at playing soccer. Like Walters was held on such a pedestal. I'm just curious about your remembrances, hearing about him, maybe any interactions as, of course, the interview is coming up here on VEASAN on Tuesday with Brent. He was less public when I was coming up in the business. Like when I was working for National Sports Service as the owner of of NSS, knew Billy and but he was less public. You didn't, you know, obviously there wasn't the social media that we have now. Um, so I didn't have interactions with him. Um, I know we used to always say like there would be a big line move in college basketball in the early two thousands. And whether Billy was making that line move or not, it was always Billy Walters must be on this game, but you would always also be careful. And and I don't know if Brent had a chance to ask Billy this, but, and again, I don't have any proof of this, but there was talk of, you know, like, let's say, Billy liked an underdog at, you know, plus three or whatever in football. And he wanted three and a half. So that couple hundred thousand to move it from three to three and a half, come back about 400,000 to move it from, or to get that three and a half that you wanted as the dog. There was talk of that also. So it was funny because at least the myths, if they're not true, was, okay, I think Billy just moved this number. But did he move it because he wants to come back with a bigger play at a different number <laughs> and manipulated the line, or does he really like it at this spread? And so that would be interesting to hear you know, Billy talk about that and let us know if that was a, a myth or a truth. But, yeah, his name has always been out there. I, I don't know of him interacting with a whole lot of people back then. Uh, but, again, I do know that you know Jim Feist was the owner of NSS, and I know they knew each other back then just through Jim. Uh, so that's about the most I can tell you. I've heard about Phil and – his gambling, gambling uh, exploits for 20 years. I mean, that's through other people who knew Phil, uh, a better that lives or used to live in the Phoenix, Arizona area that used to tell me things. And again, I never really talk about it that much because I wasn't there. I don't have firsthand knowledge that this is exactly the truth. So the last thing I'm going to do is pass rumors around. But uh, I'll be reading the book, and then maybe we can talk more about <laughs> yes. it after we all read the book. And uh, 
But I would love to know. I, you know, I'd love to know if if Billy was a you know manipulating lines like the rumors were back in the day. It's just funny because it's almost like he's taking the mask off. Uh, but over the past few years, so when I first moved to Vegas, and I'd ask you know a Hall of Famer in his own right, Vinny Maliulo, and I'd say because just as a kid growing up obsessed with betting, obviously we had heard of Billy Walters, sure. and it's almost like it became so mythic. Was he a real human? Uh, but even when I would ask before he kind of started to take off the mask a little bit and be public with Brent and Vison and writing a book. Billy Walters I'm talking about, I would ask Vinny, I'd say, you know, can, can you tell me something about Vinny? And Vinny would do the thing like we're in the mafia. He'd look over both shoulders yeah. and then he'd start talking really quietly to me. And I'm like, dude, he's a better. He, he, he's, he's not a Colombian drug lord. Like, we can talk about the dude. I, I get the feeling because when you ask me the question, I'm like, <laughs> I, I can see your body language. You're like, well, you want to talk about him, huh? I just saw but Jimmy McCarroll like, walking by back here. I waved at him a little bit ago, and, and I was looking to see if somebody else was back there when you were asking me the questions. Now, I wasn't part of Billy's inner circle, but I 100% relate to where Vinny's coming from. <laughs> the only, the, I can assure you of this. Jimmy Vaccaro, also a Hall of Famer at the South Point, the only person that would be unaffected by meeting the president, the king of England, king of England, or Billy Walters is Jimmy Vaccaro because he doesn't care about anything that's happening on the planet except going to McDonald's, going to Target, and going to the spa at the South Point. Well, and, that's and it. You, that's you his lumped, life. And you lumped in Billy with people I don't care about. You know, the president, <laughs> the king of England. Who they want to come and meet me, fine. I'll sit there and chat with him. Billy, I'm like, you know, I'm not worthy. You know? <laughs> I, it's, it, it really and is mythic. Sh- I was asked, that, you, know, you get that kind of feeling. Like you said, it's kind of funny you mentioned that about Vinny because I know what he felt. I just felt it. And it happened to me last Friday. I was doing my show. In, I do a show in Phoenix every Friday. And uh, former NFLer, he was spent a couple of years in the NFL as a backup quarterback, Dan Manucci. He was with New England and with Buffalo back in the late 70s, I believe it was, and played for Arizona in the USFL the first time through with the USFL when they were really, really good. And uh, he asked me that question, something about Billy, and I'm like, how about we read the book and then we'll come and talk about what we could talk about? <laughs> well, the fu- I mean, the funny thing is, it's like, I was like, Vinny, I'm asking about the greatest sports better of all time, not Carlos Gambino. Okay, I'm talking about John, Gon- John Gotti. I'm, I'm I feel more free to talk about on the Jets. I'd rather talk easy. about Sammy the Bull, you know, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But uh, again, but again, and I think part of it, like with me, is I'm not going to say too much that I can't confirm. You know, sure. so there's no way I would do that with anybody except for maybe a president or a king or a, dip, you know, politicians. <laughs> I don't care. But when it comes to betters and stuff, yeah, I would never do, do, do me a favor. Uh-huh. Wipe the sweat off your brow and I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's OK. It's, you're going to be fine. No- I'm only asking because I'm only asking because I'm in Los Angeles and nobody can get me. <laughs> well, anyway, you, you, you do know about uh, Bugsy, right? He was in L.A. So just, you know, be a little careful. I've heard the stories. I heard it didn't end well. <laughs> Trust me, I'm aware. Um, we we were talking earlier, you know, Barry Odom, it seems like an upgrade. It's a good get for UNLV as a football program. But what are the expectations? You've been there forever. You've seen them come and go. You know, when people point to the cities, the weather, the campus, you know, Vegas isn't what Vegas is for a bunch of college kids living essentially in a commuter's campus, right? So why don't we just start there? It's been a theme throughout the show, Scott. What are your expectations and what should UNLV football be? I think getting to a minor bowl should be their expectations. And you look at the schedule, and I think they've got a shot. I think the over-under, what was it, five or something like that? Yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of there's years. Six, I think. Six? Yeah. I was going to say there's been yeah, plenty of years. Yeah, but six under 180, so five oh, okay. and a half. Five we'll and a half, it. yeah. And, and I haven't bet it, and I'm probably going to let it go. But 
they should be aiming for six or seven wins a season. There's there's really, except for the fact that you hit it on the head, it's a commuter campus. And before they opened Allegiant Stadium and played, you know, way out on the east side of town, uh, I mean, that's a that's an hour-long drive from those of us in Summerlin, and I'd still go to the games, but most people don't want to. And, of course, you got a dust bowl every time you walk that parking lot out yeah. there. Now they got something to recruit with. I have no idea how they've been able to get kids to come here over the last 15 to 20 years because the facilities were terrible. Um, not only that, but they had this culture of losing that started basically after guys like Harvey Hyde, Wayne Nunley, Jeff Horton all left. They couldn't get back to a, I think John Robinson got him in a bowl game one year and then that was it for him. So it, it was a big joke. I hate to say that, but it was not from me, but to the community of Las Vegas when it came to UNLV football. So at this point now, uh, they're playing in a conference where they can win at least half their games, I believe. I think they can get to six wins and get to a bowl game. They've got a fantastic, obvious facility to play in, which is going to bring people to town. Again, it has that feel of a commuter school, which is its going to sound bad. It's one of the reasons I really didn't want my kids staying here to go to school. I wanted to get the real campus experience. Right. So, again, six to seven wins a season. There are teams that, you know, in the, in the, in the big, excuse me, in the Mountain West, that are kind of on the same level as far as a commuter feel. San Jose State, you know, a couple years ago, they were looking to win seven, eight games, whatever it was. Fresno, once in a while, gets gets into a bowl game and, and has a pretty good uh, tradition of winning more than they lose. UNLV's got to aim for that, you know, and hell, maybe they get into a, you know, weakened down Pac-12 with a couple of Pac-12 schools left, and and all of a sudden you've got a conference where at least they're known a little bit. But uh, it's got to be super tough. I mean, there's... I, when I first moved here, guys, Randall Cunningham was playing quarterback. Um, <laughs> trying to think of also, Icky Woods was at running back at one point in the first couple of awesome. years. You know, they were 11 and 1, 10 and 1, whatever they were when Randall was hitting, you know, kicking 70 yard punts and also throwing a running well and had them in a bowl game. And then it just went downhill in the early to mid 90s. Unfortunately, Patrick, it hasn't come back since. No, it no. hasn't. No. But you can go to a nice sermon, I believe, Randall Cunningham is giving in Summerlin. So isn't he a pastor now? He is. Am I wrong? He is. Yes, he went to the church that I was going to back in the day, and uh, and that's where he was ordained, I believe. And now he's got his own church the last few years. Well, you can go absolve yourself of your sins by talking about Billy <laughs> I've Walters. i got a bunch of those. <laughs> <laughs> the coast is clear when we come back. Now, Scott went through and did a ton of work. He's got seven plays, so we've got another segment to go. We're going to start with the Chargers when we return. Professional handicapper Scott Spreitzer joins. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. You can tail fade, do whatever you want there. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, and 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up for 19 bucks for your first month at vsin.com slash subscribe. Dustin Sweetelson, I'm All Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher. Scott Spritzer on a Wednesday, hour three. Always uh, honored to welcome Scott. You can find him Doc Sports, DOCSports.com, or Scott Wins on Twitter for all the information. So, uh, my apologies. People love the Vegas stuff. You know it, but you sent over copious notes with bets. So let's get to them. We'll start with the NFL. We'll give the people what they want. You like the chargers. Now we just had our, our buddy Brock Vereen on 
and he was talking about Herbert. That's his guy. You like the Chargers going over the nine and a half this year. Yeah, I do. I played this a couple of weeks ago. And and by the way, I'm okay, the Super Bowl odds I'm looking there, the updated odds are twenty five to one. And uh they were twenty eight to one just a week ago. And they might even be higher than twenty five to one in some spots. I'll get to that in just a second. But I really believe that this team is at the ten win mark with at least two games to go, and maybe even before that. Um, I do believe that they'll split with Denver and KC and sweep the Raiders. I know O'Connell looks great so far in camp in a week one of preseason, but I don't think he's going to shine so much in the first year with the Raiders, but I do think he was a nice pick. Uh, and, of course, you got Garoppolo, too. But they're favored in 12 of 17 games. Justin Herbert, obviously, elite-level quarterback, one of the top five in the NFL when I power-rate quarterbacks, maybe the best. Uh, he's thrown for over 14,000 yards the last three seasons and piled up that yardage in what was a very conservative offense, and now they got Kellen Moore. And so you're going to see a team get into the line of scrimmage much quicker than they did in the past couple of years with Kellen Moore calling the shots. Uh, They're going to snap the ball quicker than ever before, and Herbert has big targets. He's got the young guy, Quentin Johnson, who averaged nearly 8.5 yards yards after catch for TCU. I think he's the best in this year's draft. And, of course, they already had Keenan Allen. They already had Mike Williams. Uh, Herbert has a couple of 6'4 studs at whiteout. And he, by the way, his over-under passing yardage is 4450 and a half, 4,450.5 yards, and I think he goes over that too. But you know, and, and Kellen Moore, as other coaches have put it, guys, he does a lot to free up the quarterback, to let the quarterback play fast, which is what he's going to do here. I think this is going to help Herbert get even better than he was before. And you're not going to have all those dumb checkdowns to the running back on third down and eight. Those were ridiculous. Drove you crazy if you had the tr- – oh, here we go. It's third and eight. There's another check down for three yards. All right, good job. Uh, so, anyway, last season's injuries also were ridiculous. Herbert was injured, the wide receivers, the offensive line. They took on injury after injury last year. And here's another point to make. They're in better shape this year. They're 25-1. to 1. They were 14-1 to 1 in August of last year. And this is a better team than what was going into last year. And a better coach team, if you don't include the head coach, better coach team with the offensive coordinator than they were last year. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. You got Kendricks coming over from Minnesota. Kendricks diagnosis plays as fast as anybody in the NFL when he's on the field. I think this team wins 12 games this year, guys. Patrick, I like this team as well. I didn't understand people picking Denver potentially ahead of the Chargers in this division. Uh, I don't know where you come out on them, but you mentioned the receivers on the perimeter. And by the way, Keenan Allen has had a great career. Mike Williams, the injuries have been a little bit of an issue, but when he's healthy, guys, I feel like he's a top 10, top 12 receiver in the NFL. And imagine if they had a head coach. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> well, but, they, but, but, but most importantly, the biggest upgrade in the offseason, and I mean this, is that offensive coordinator yep, for the yep. Chargers from Joe Lombardi to Kellen Moore <laughs> is like, I, I can't even explain the upgrade. I, I watched Joe Lombardi run it. You talk about those, those dump offs. He is inept. Yep. Kellen Moore. Conversely, I think the Cowboys offense takes a step back. I think that's how good Kellen Moore is. I don't think he was the problem. I think McCarthy wanted to run things. We shall see. Dallas is loaded as well. They should be fine. But I think offensively, the unlock that's about to go down with Herbert being run by Moore, who's just like 33, 34 years old, so he's still learning as well. I mean, it's such an upgrade on offense. This is going to be an explosive team, Scott. I agree, man. Stay healthy, and in 12 wins is not out of the question. The over-under is 9.5, so you only got to get to 10. And like I said, I think almost, I don't want to go too far on this with the hyperbole, but almost 10 wins with two games to go, I, I think is almost like worst-case scenario if this team's healthy throughout the season. 
the idea that he passed for over 4,700 yards with those dump downs from Lombardi, Herbert, because Moore's going to stretch the field. Absolutely. Uh, he is going to go over that 4,400 or 44. I think that's what you said. Um, it's just about health. You know, those are the bets that are tough because if you want to go big on something like the prop, as far as passing yards, he's got to stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he's going over that number. And, and we still got the best lot. team in football, the Kansas city chiefs who just win year after year, obviously with Mahomes and, and, and Reed. So you got to get past them. And, you know, i I make once in a while, I'll make a super bowl bet. Not every single season, make a better two. And, um, I want my team to be able to win their division. And that's the scary part, obviously, of, of the Chargers. But it, again, they were 14 to 1 last August. You know, better team now with a better coaching, 25 to 1. I, I don't think that's a bad bet. Nope, totally agree. Such an upgrade at OC. Uh, Friday night, let's do this. Why don't we have some fun with it? The Panthers and Giants, you're going to go under preseason total of 39 here. Yeah, you know, both offenses were about as vanilla as it gets uh, last week. And I suspect we'll see a lot of the same tonight or Friday night, I should say. Uh, the Panthers, Bryce Young at quarterback, gained a total of 165 yards in their 27 nothing loss to the Jets. I like teams that come out of week one, by the way, and were shut out. Uh, so there might be a play there, too. I just haven't done it yet. But play calling was so basic for this young signal caller that, you know, I saw and I heard other people talking about the Panthers didn't even run one single pre-snap, pre-snap motion in that game. Not even one. So the Giants, when they come in, they know what they've got. You know, they, they tossed out a basic game plan. Uh, they gained about 240 yards, less than four and a half yards, or right about there per play. And I think you're going to see the same from New York, especially. We've already heard, you know, Carolina head coach Frank Reich said, we don't want to show anything uh, that we're going to do in the regular season during the course of the preseason. Uh, so I do think there might be a little bit more pre-snap movement, things like that out of Carolina. But I think eventually this settles in to a low-scoring game. So I played under 39. Do you start? Do you get involved in a ton of preseason games? Because sometimes we see, you know, look, the line moves have been correct on the uh, Patriots game against the sure. Texans the other day. Even though the Texans struggled, they end up winning that game comfortably. I mean, how do you kind of come out on some of these preseason games? A lot to do with teams looking so bad, you know, in week one, for instance. Now, you know, and it used to be week three was everybody's favorite. I think it's going to be week two now for everybody's favorite since there's only three weeks of preseason football. So I'm looking at teams like, you know, Carolina going up against a Giants team who knows who they are again, and Carolina coming in, throwing out some new things that they want to do, and being the most vanilla offense that I've seen, I think, in the history of preseason last week. I think they want to come out after getting outscored 27 to nothing. So I'm looking for teams that couldn't even score a touchdown yeah. and then look to play on them in the next week, especially if they're, you know, teams that are looking to build a new culture of winning, which Carolina, you know, certainly is to a certain extent. So you know, I, I probably end up on them and, and get it plus three before it moves off of that. But uh, that's what I look to do. And I might not even have any bets in week three in preseason, but I'll probably have four or five this week after just two last week. And uh, that'll likely be it. I'm going to make the big guy happy. If we can bring Dustin Sweetelson in, um, he, Mr. Spritzer, is on the Astros tonight. Okay. The big guy gave me the Astros last night. The Marlins wouldn't go away, but the Astros end up pulling it out. So great job by Dustin. My assumption is, Dustin, you're on the Astros tonight, and so is Scott. Scott, go ahead. Well, I, I played the Astros tonight, uh, last night too, Dustin, by the way. And well, fact, I played them the night before when they lost, so I was like really nervous yesterday when they were losing late in the game. Uh-huh. I was like, am I going to go 0 for 2 on the <laughs> backing the Astros against the Marlins? I did the same thing two nights ago. I had the Astros. Last night I had the Astros. Tonight I've got Houston again. And um, In fact, I had Texas last night on the run line too. It's almost like, 
I, I don't like to say automatic, but it's an almost automatic run line fade against the Angels right now. Uh, but anyway, I jumped on the Astros. Here's the thing. Look at that line. It's $1.07. We come in here, and I talk about you know how great it is to be working the night before, be yeah. up till midnight, 1 a.m. Pacific time, and later, and get down on these numbers. And I told you about 80 to 85% of the time, I beat that closing line. Guess what I laid last night, guys? A buck 25. So it's down 18 wow. cents. And that's, again, this is one of those 15, 18% of the times where I didn't get the better number by doing the stuff the night before. But I had read, you know, that Jose Altuve was going to suit up and play. And my last lineup check was about, oh, an hour and a half ago before I came down here. And it says he's going to expect it to play. And then I'm looking at what Jesus Lazardo needs to do. He's a strikeout pitcher. This guy's got a ton of Ks, more, more Ks than innings pitched, I believe, this season. And he's a lefty. And guess what Houston doesn't do? They don't swing and miss. They're not a team that's going to strike out a bunch of times. So Lozardo hasn't been great the last couple of the games that he started. He needs to strike guys out. Houston doesn't strike out. They average 6.2 runs per game away from home against lefties. So I just think that line went the wrong way, I'm hoping. And hopefully Dustin and I will be cashing our second straight Astros ticket. My only request for you, if you look down, if you see the black undershirt, I want a pastel underneath that jacket next week because <laughs> then you will be, you're handsome like Don Johnson, oh, but yeah, then okay. you will be complete Miami Vice. I'll go fill right? Michael Thomas on you. How about that? Tubbs and Crockett, <laughs> with Tubbs and Crockett with you in a mall on set next week. He is a professional handicapper. Why not? Scott Sprite. Hey, thanks for all the stories and the memories. I That's enjoy a it. lot of fun. I know the audience loves listening. Doc Sprite. Sports, DOCSports.com, and Scott wins on Twitter. Top 10 is next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Throughout the NFL season, preseason, I should say, the VSIN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge, our updated NFL betting guide. Remember, we dropped the betting guide for the NFL well before we dropped the college football betting guide. And it was give you a head start on your homework. Well, now, as we kind of develop and understand these teams a little bit more, you're going to get picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN's betting splits and football contest strategies. So it's great. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as 19 bucks, or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for $199. You can sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Mal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Dustin, can I talk to you for a second? Yes. <laughs> you all right, bro? Yeah, I'm great. Why? What's going on? You don't know? No. What just happened during the break? I talked about the Mets. Correct. What else happened during the break? Let's piece this together. I made lunch plans with Scott. When I said and closed the last segment, by the time I said goodbye to Scott Spritzer, you were sitting on his lap, screaming in his face about your bets tonight, trying to get him to co-sign your bets like you do every single week. He's a professional capper, and you walk up to people and you go, hey, don't you love this? Don't you love this? He didn't even take his earpiece out, and you were accosting the guy. Amal saw it. Amal put his head into his computer more than normal because he was embarrassed. Speak. I wanted to know. Because he had the Rangers on the run line at home last night. If he if he doesn't like betting on home teams and the run line, if you really love the bet, because I want to bet the run line on the Rangers tonight because I think John Gray is a great matchup against a struggling Reed Detmers, a lifeless Angels squad, and I'm hesitant because I get one less at bat if it's a one-run game. He said, I don't care if I like a team on the run line. I really don't care if they're the home team. That I watch, needed confirmation. Watch what I saw. Watch what I saw. Watch what I saw. Now, this isn't going to work for you on that listening to Sharp Money on the radio. This was Scott's face. He had his earpiece like this, and he was going. <laughs> you guys see me? Like, he was like, he couldn't believe. And I know Dustin so well. What happens with Dustin is when he respects somebody, he goes hard for their opinions. And he loves Scott Spritzer. He's loved him for years and years. He could not wait for that segment to wrap to go tell him what he was up to. I mean, that uh, is that's narcissist. I looked up narcissism in Webster's and it's your no, face right now. No, no. You two had 45 minutes to talk to Scott. I am not allowed to talk to the guests. Ask John Goulet. It's his only rule for me allowed to be on the air. I can't speak to the guests. So my only moment to talk to him is in the break, and nobody asked him about the Rangers betting them at home on the run line. So I needed confirmation from Scott if I should do it tonight, and he said I'm on it as well. Why, why didn't you ask him about this when you were at his daughter's birthday party? We weren't invited, so we couldn't bring it up, but I'm just well, curious. I was intimidated by her yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, that's a good point. I was intimidated by her boyfriend. I updated my LinkedIn and I updated it and I said, boss didn't invite me to daughter's birthday. <laughs> like, I just wanted other employees, other oh, potential employers to know that I'm not worthy. I mean, it was quite a snub. Um, 
Anyway, I know it's a little bit of an odd. I just know you so well, and I could, I, I could hear your feet peeling out from behind the glass to get to Scott. Mm-hmm. That's all. Oh, if he's and I, gonna, and I know him all saw it. I'm all just pretended like it wasn't embarrassing. Uh, if he's going to be here every week and he's going to come on the show, I should at least get something else out of it, which is confirmation on my bets. Because guess what? Playing. Hasn't been going that well. Well, it did last night with the Astros. <laughs> it did. That's it all did. I cared about because I went heavy. I go to Dustin. I, I go, give me a like play. I don't like when you do that. I don't like when you do that. I don't get. I did not tell you the figure because I didn't want to bother you. I can't handle But I that told pressure. Dustin, I'm all, I go, give me a play. He gives it to me. I go, thanks. And then the first thing that happens, as soon as he gives me the play, the Astros are down 2 nothing. <laughs> like in like just the like, third inning. <laughs> well, listen, it was, it was actually 3 nothing before they even got on yeah, track, right? right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's so. Right. They hit a two-run bomb. Yeah. And I think they, it's 3-2. But then... Every time the Astros tied it up, it was a it was a quite a ride. Every time oh. the Astros tied it up, the very next inning, the bottom of the Marlins took the lead again. But resilience with your Astros. Anyway, I'm just playing. Now, Scott is literally, and Amal, you know from living in that city for so long, like we often talk about it, but the two pros we have on are Fezzik and Scott. And it's like when we're talking to them off the air, they're just good dudes. 100%. And like he wants to talk to you guys about the bets. That I'm glad that Dustin does I, it because it, yeah. he's just a lifer. I learned look, you taught me a lot about betting when I first started. I think you regret that. Uh Scott <laughs> and Steve are the two people next that taught me the most about betting. Of course. Of course. I've learned so much from those two. I really have. The reason I I told you this morning on the phone, Amal, I was talking to Dustin, and I said, the reason I regret it, he was into, he was into daily fantasy heavy when I met him. Yes. This was a long time ago. Yes. And he started asking me questions about sports betting, so we started talking about it. The reason I said I regretted it is because I said, you're never going to be able to enjoy sports again. <laughs> but it's a positive. Like, having a wager on a game makes life so much infinitely better, but at the same time, as you know them all, it does change the game, all caps, a little bit for you as well. Completely agree with you. I, I can tell you right now, if we never discuss betting outside of college football and the NCAA tournament and, of course, playoffs in almost any sport, I don't know if I would, like, what, like the baseball games that we watch in May and June, there's zero chance I would ever turn on the television Like, adju- Would you adjust your schedule to make sure you could watch a game you weren't betting on? No shot. None. I Same. literally bet. I literally 40 minutes ago bet on Ecuadorian soccer. So I know the feeling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like, and by the way, they're up 2-0 in the 21st, so no big deal. Uh, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> their name is Mashuk Runa, and they're playing Guayaquil City. Okay. Never been. I, <laughs> Sounds beautiful. I have a question when you bet some of these South American leagues. And this is, I mean, I'm being serious when I say this. My concern is, are these things all above board? <laughs> the up and up. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? You know what's crazy about you saying that? There's a Netflix documentary called Drug Lords. And yesterday, I happened to watch an episode on the Colombian drug lords I don't think anything's on the up and up in South America. <laughs> if, we're being, if we're being completely honest, like I think everything, including the popo, are <laughs> run by the white stuff. So I don't know that answer, 
I just know that we're up 2-0. The good, the good news <laughs> is, though, and when people complain about that, they all, they, I mean, you know you always see on social media, oh, this game is fixed. Here's the thing, though. There's a 50-50 chance you're on the right side. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I don't care if it's fixed, just as long as it's fixed my way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hang out with Dustin. Do I seem moral? <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. Least least moral person. He's so immoral that I came back from a break yesterday and tried to say why he'd be a good husband, and he convinced me why he wouldn't be. Believe me, there are a lot. There are like three girls I've ghosted in the last two weeks that would tell you I'm not capable of being even like an average husband. When my book comes out, one of the things that says don't ghost people, be an adult. Just respond to people. And the conversation just kind of ended. Where am I going to pick the conversation back up and be like, by the way, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Well, that's not ghosting. If they reach back out to you and say, hey, thanks, appreciate the time, probably not a good fit, good luck. That eh, girl told Do me you she like- had the sniffles and I didn't care that much and I haven't replied. It's been 48 hours. We've, we've yeah, ever heard far. of amoxicillin? It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. I just, w- once you forget to reply, it's like, mm, we've come too far. I wasn't that into no. her. I don't need to go the, back to this The combo. forgotten reply is just automatically, they're not hot enough for your interest. That's that's, that's the given. It's actually, unfortunately, true. It's, if that's you obvious. were really gangster, you would turn your read, read receipts on and let them no. know that oh. you read it without replying. <laughs> do you your gangster? Do, do you guys have your read receipts on? What am I, a rookie? Come what on, man. T- what am I, 73? <laughs> yeah, John. You, know how many, you know how many of my parents' friends I've written and been like, just FYI, your read receipts are on, and that started a 30-minute conversation about what read receipts are. The problem is now they want I to said, follow up on how to turn it, it off. You just want it off. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I knew they were a thing when I first got an iPhone, my sister was like, hey, in case you end up dating some women, you might want to turn read receipts on, and she had to talk me through it. What would you say one quality of the three girls you recently ghosted are that you didn't like about three of them? Go. They talk a lot. They w- and they want to have on the phone or FaceTime conversations. They want to get to know you. Well, no, I don't mind texting, but I don't want to like talk on the phone. Like I got things to do. No, you don't. I just you literally world... don't have things to do. I just won a World Series with the Oakland A's and MLB the show. We have to defend our title. <laughs> I I don't want to throw Dustin under the bus, but I'm about to right now. Dude, when we get on the phone, trust me when I tell you, you're not quick off that phone. No, uh, granted, oh, no, I'm probably doing most of the talking. I ta- but he's loquacious. Yeah, yes. I talk a lot. No, that's the problem is once I get going, it keeps going. I know. <laughs> it's like once I get downhill, there's no stopping me. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of momentum. You know what I'm saying? That's a 350-pound momentum. Ralph Russo, thank you. Jason Moore, thank you. Brock Vereen, thank you. That segment was wild. The best, by the way, line of the week, the protractor and Todd Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Fix up that air, G.I. Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.